June 23rd, 2007. It's the Watt from Pedro Show. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
Okay, Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, you just heard Alley Juice by Ak Ak Ak. And we start off the show with I'm Old Fashioned by John Coltrane. Uh, it's uh, June 23rd, 2007, like I said at the beginning. Uh, but I'm not in Pedro. I'm here in, uh, well, I guess the town's called Pilton, or the closest town, but uh, I'm on the grounds of the Glastonbury Festival. And uh, so if you, you hear some uh, sounds, you're hearing the sounds of the Glastonbury Festival second day. That's it, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's the guest there. I have a special guest today. It's uh, Mr. Sam Du. And uh, Sam, you picked... Uh, Alley Juice there by Ak Ak Ak. Tell, tell us something about that. Okay, they're, they're, they're a band from my hometown, Brighton. Uh, they're a three-piece, um, real good friends of mine. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a good one to start a show with because um, Ak 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 is, a, is a, a song you know all about, obviously, with the Urinals cover with Minutemen. And um, yeah, they're good pals of mine. Uh, so they're from your town. Yeah, yeah, from my hometown, Brighton. Um, and and Brighton is it's by the water, and it's uh, east of here. It's like maybe 100 miles south of London. It's a fair way. It took me about four hours to get here in my car. Four hours, and <laughs> yeah. you had an adventure. And then trudge through the mud, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> no, but you had an adventure driving. This is it, yeah, yeah. No, I got. Because you ain't been driving for nine months. Yeah, this is it, man. I um, I had I had the old um, camper van a few year, a few years back, and uh, got rid of that. And um, yeah, it's been a fair while since I've actually operated accelerators and clutches and stuff like that. So I was getting a bit confused. It's pretty rural out here, so they call yeah. this part Wessex. Yeah, well, I mean, we're West Country out here, <clears throat> so um. Yeah. Where Brighton is Sussex? Yeah, Sussex, that's it, by the sea, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but there's the east part too by the sea, yeah, yeah, Essex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets kind of confusing. Get the excesses. Well, yeah. it kind of makes sense, Wessex. <laughs> uh, but uh, the closest I ever played here before, uh, Firehose Days played Bristol, oh, okay, which ain't yeah. too far. In yeah, fact, yeah. I'm going to fly from no, there. No, you're, you're close to Bristol. Yeah, yeah. And Pop Group was from Bristol. Mm-hmm. And then... I was out here again. I mean, that was like 16 years mm. ago. And then I was out here again with uh, Stooges for Ultima mm. Party at Minehead. Uh, Minehead is too far. Actually, uh, Portishead, uh, Bristol group. They are too. Yeah, they're they're curating the next uh, ATP. Ultima. Apparently, apparently they've got um, Public Enemy lined up, which we're all really excited about. Yeah, one time I saw them play UCLA yeah. uh, outside at lunchtime for free, mm. uh, right under the ROTC building window. Mm. You know about ROTC? Nah. It's some kind of thing at colleges to train military officers. Okay. In fact, to be an officer, you have to go to college, unless <laughs> you get, get some kind so. of battlefield thing. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you'd like to go what they call enlisted man. <laughs> as high as you go is like sergeant or chief. Mm. So to be a white hat, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to go do that thing. And to see public enemy you know, below that thing, it was kind of a, a dangling duality there. It was Chuck D's voice, incredible. Yeah. Um, like Martin Luther King's or something. Absolutely. Very yeah. powerful. Yeah. And uh, he's a man who he knows what he wants to you say. Know, yeah. I first heard them. I, Flav was with him, <laughs> but it was an early thing. It's a mm-hmm. demo mm-hmm. Th- uh, that uh, Thurston gave me. Uh-huh. And it's before they had an album out. And it was three tunes. It was Bum Rush's show and Uzi Weighs a Ton. God, what was the other one? There was a 
there was a third one too and they, they were really inti- when the album came out I'm, I'm saying this because when the Public Enemy first album came out it sounded like a toy it was so tiny compared to this yeah. tape that Thurston gave me well, so I mean it's just a beautiful thing with Public Enemy that you know the fact that there's, it's not a normal way of making music it's, it's quite dissonant and I thought it was quite exciting at the time I was about 14 and well it's one of the first shows I remember going to like seeing Public Enemy um, in my hometown oh playing over here yeah in Brighton and uh, it blew my mind you know they had the S1Ws up on stage yeah 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 I thought I'm seeing something really special here was um, Griff with them yep yeah Yeah. Professor Griff was there and um, yeah I mean but the music is just uh, it's fascinating structurally isn't it it's uh, there's there's not like necessarily melodies following the whole way through. There's a siren going off. And yeah, yeah. Just Night a heavy beat, you know. Living bass heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we're really stoked because we've got Chuck D on uh, Go Team. Next Go oh, right, Team. Right, you guys got a new album. We got a new album. Just just finished it off. It's you know it's being mastered and all that gubbins. But um, yeah, we got Chuck D at the last minute. We'd been asking him for ages, and uh, I don't know. Maybe the message got as far as his management, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, how'd you get a hold of? How'd you ask him? Wow, it was just it was an idea that Ian, um, band leader Ian from Go Team, he had. You know, um, he's obviously a big, big fan, big fan of Public Enemy, and it was always an idea that we'd try and get a guest on this record. And uh, we always thought, no, there's no way he'd do it, you know, be too busy or he'd not heard of us or whatever. And we sent him some stuff, work in progress. But he finally came up with the goods, man. And uh, yeah, we're well happy with it. I heard he's really cool people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You I've know, not met him in person. It's all done. It was all done remotely yeah, right. and stuff. But, but I've, heard, I've met people, mm, met him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's really open to music and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And he's uh, just a good cat. Yeah, you know, as a person, yeah, you know, not to fool himself. Now all those guys, glad, yeah, guys from those era, like you know, uh, Boogie Down Productions, all those old hip hop guys, they're you know, big inspiration to me musically. Like that's um, what I got into as a teenager. Um, and later on, I sort of started discovering other things like folk music. But I was a big like hip hop uh, head for quite a while. That was what I was. I got to play to. with Schooly D. Really? In his town in Philadelphia. Okay. And it, it was in the late 80s, and uh, people were saying, yeah, you can't play with him. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong music and stuff. Yeah. So finally I just yeah, made calls just direct, mm. and he was way into it. And then, in fact, at the gig, he took his sunglasses off and said, hey, I'm Jesse. Shook my hand, That's and cool. he came on there with code money, and mm. just, it was, Kim and Thurston drove down from New York. It's only mm. like 100 miles mm. from uh, of course, because like, like, the whole cool thing, uh, Chuck D did the cool thing. Right, with right. With Sonic. I think Goo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was by accident. He just happened to be around mm. at that studio that they were working at. Ah, really? Cause yeah, I yeah, the story I was talking first about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think in the cats from those days, uh, there's a parallel to Palm. Mm. It was their kind of trip on the same yeah, thing where it was yeah. more... Go for it. Kind of maybe didn't have all the sort of, you know, music college skills or anything like that. It's all about just figuring it out with what you've got to play with. And uh, there's groups, UK groups like uh, Hijack and Gunshot that were making punk music, but it was hip-hop. And that was the kind of stuff I was really getting into. So so the rap, hip-hop... No, it didn't call it hip-hop. It was like rap. (laughs) It's okay with me, I don't care. Uh, and then folk, you say? Yeah, I, I, my mum, you know, this, this whole thing of, you know, your mum gives you a record that she had as a, 
uh, you know, a younger person, and like it was, uh, was it Bob Dylan, Seven Inch with Karina Karina on one side, and I just started really getting into folk music, and I. Well, she gave you a single. Yeah, and I discovered like uh, the Beach Boys. I'm a young teenager, you know. I've kind of got really into rap music, and uh, then I sort of suddenly went full circle and got into um, uh, really old folk music forms and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of it's been really interesting to end up in a band like the Go Team because it draws from all those different influences, and it's quite a natural place uh, for me to be as a musician. But um, it's kind of a bit of a coincidence, really. But um, yeah, I'm quite comfortable with that 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 mixing of genres. I've never been a I'm into one scene kind of person. I've always like yeah, yeah, picking about you know. Well, you get you got the rap, and then you got the folk. Uh huh. But in the go team, you play a lot of guitar. So were you playing folk guitar? Is that the first kind of guitar I you guess played? Not really. I mean, I you know I had a similar journey. Rap to, guitar. <clears throat> I had a similar journey to a lot of people. You know, I'd get into people like Hendrix and stuff. Oh, so you were listening to rock and music too. To rock music. Right. And, uh, but um, a key changing moment for me was uh, hearing people like Sonic Youth, um, who start you know tuning the guitars differently and doing something a little bit strange with the format and um I do you remember the first time you heard Sonic Youth? Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, I, it, it was it was it was a real, you know, mind blow like hearing those guys, you know, the, the dissonant sound and everything. It's before then it obviously Hendrix would bend his guitar out of shape, but um with Sonic Youth it was a whole oh, different you sound. Sound <laughs> <laughs> <Some> film. <laughs> yeah. But um but um, yeah, with, with Sonic Youth, it was uh, it really opened up. I mean, so you're I, born after '71, '76. Yeah, yeah. So Sorry. Jimmy was a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd done his was thing. That, He'd done his thing. But was um, in the next shift. Yeah, yeah. But um, and I'm a grunge kid, you know. I sort of, I grew up listening hey, really? to that stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we got to support Sonic Youth. Go Team did. Uh, a while but back you heard of before States. that. Oh yeah, of course. Like yeah, from a teenager, I was yeah. like really into. And what was the first guys. thing you heard of them? Um, I don't know, like Bad Moon Rising or something. Oh, the album. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. Anyway, so like we. What you think when you heard that? Well, we just wanted to tune our guitars different. That was the that was the first thing that happened. It's like okay, forget standard tuning. Let's get busy with like tuning our guitars different. In fact, I had a, like. You a, could tell they were tuning different by hearing. Oh, it. definitely. Definitely, yeah. And, um, Did you have training before? No, no, no. We just, just experiment. I've got a big list. In no, I say that because yeah. <laughs> we probably wouldn't be able to fucking tell. I don't know. I mean, we didn't use guitar like stage tuners or any of that kind of stuff, but we would do it by ear and uh-huh. we'd, you know, tune strings to doubles. Like and you know it wasn't note. Karina Karina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it was, it, it was far out. Um, I started a, a band with a friend, uh, Simon Vincent, who... If it wasn't for him, I don't know if I'd be doing music now. He's a real inspiration. He always had a way of thinking left to centre, you know. And, uh, when we started doing these tunings, we didn't have a bass player, so we decided to put um, a bass pickup uh, parallel with the uh, the E string, you know, the bass E string. And then we then uh, instead of having a normal guitar string, we'd have like a bass string in place. We'd have to carve out the head nut so it fitted yeah, yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, uh, then came the idea of putting a separate output for the bass. For uh, that pickup. Yeah, for that pickup, which yeah. is, is aligned just with that string. <laughs> and we'd have that going through an octave pedal. <laughs> to get even lower. Yeah, yeah, to you know, head even further into the depths of bass. And, uh, yeah, this was an idea that my friend Simon had. And uh, 
it was all tied in with like looking into different tunings so we wouldn't be doing that if we were just tuning E, A, D, G, B yeah, yeah. you know and um, yeah that was a big part of my musical journey because we felt that we were just going on a, on a different path there and of course it got a bit impractical so we ended up with lists of different tunings and the book no guitars you know about yeah. the book that's one, again. yeah one guitar you know like not like a rack of guitars yeah, yeah. that you can get like if you're in a big successful band so the time between so like, songs yeah it was, it was like three songs and a gig or something but um, and, but it was all, always you know slightly out of tune which kind of Lended itself. To it. like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a band called Lurlux, so I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna pick a tune for you. In a let's bit. play some. Let's play some yeah, right now. Yeah.
something open. One, two, three, four. When you were down, they were never there. When you're all alone, you really get to learn. And you get back up, they're gonna come around. All the sycophants, they love to make romance to the ugly sound of them telling you what you wanna hear and you pretend. Cause they all agree they're supposed to have a better life, but you're feeling worse and they build you up till you Fool yourself that you're something else and it's like a curse Cause you can't live up to what they made of you And you notice you've been losing friends Losing friends Losing friends You got nothing to lose, you don't lose when you lose fake friends, fake friends. You go and tell them you were king of the hill when you need a hand. That was yesterday, day, day, day. For that little spiel. You did it for me. Yeah, for you, Eric. Hey, I fucked up there because I forgot to hit the record button, and we had a great antidote spiel and all this, but we're trying to redo it somehow. Probably not. It'll be different. But let me tell you the songs. Um, that was uh, Fake Friends, a Joan Jett cover by Smoke and Emery, and Another Room before that by Marina Fay. Uh, Arigrafia di Noi and Tema by... Uh, Cartavero, and we started with Untitled by Lore Lux. Now, Lore Lux was the uh, first band that Sam recorded with. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I'd kind of done some stuff before, but Lore Lux was the first time that we uh, really thought about what we were doing, you know, in terms of sort of how we tuned our guitars, and we kind of got rid of the standard tuning, very much inspired by Sonic Youth and 
later people like Nick Drake as well doing it on an acoustic guitar you know but um but yeah we we decided we wanted to mess with the format and we were going to kind of change change our approach and uh yeah it was a good thing because it was a real journey and uh it felt like you're out out at sea without a paddle really you know it was um quite odd because you you're playing a guitar and you don't really know where the notes are but therefore you're finding completely different things you know we'd have because the tune yeah yeah and we'd have like um we'd have a, a bass string where the uh, the bass e would be and we had a pick up a line we fitted pickups on our guitars that were aligned with that and just picked up that one string and set send it to a separate output through an octave pedal you know and a bit of distortion and we were like really messing with it, getting a really big sound and uh yeah it, it opened up dimensions for us and, and who's playing with you it's a it's a guy called simon vincent who um so it's just two man band no it was uh it, the lineup changed a few times we had but uh, on this thing here it, on this thing yeah it's a, a guy called brian kim from san francisco who's a, a really dear friend of mine I mean, he's living in Brighton. yeah he's a friend of daniel's from smoky emery as well and like he he doesn't live in brighton but he came to live here for a while um not here because we're in Glastonbury but he came to live in Brighton for a while and uh, I met him through a mutual friend and we started jamming you know down in a rehearsal room and he's got just got a real flow you know he hits the drums slightly off slightly behind he's got that real slap sort of slap he's a drummer yeah he's a drummer because you play drums too now that came after the guitar yeah well going back to this guy uh, Simon Vincent Vinny um, friend from school like I met him when I was 14 and I you know I've got a lot to sort of thank him for really because he uh, he he really introduced me to you know music thinking about it in lots of different ways and he could play all these different instruments you know I like you know that whole kind of jack jack of all trades but master of none kind of approach and um, yeah he, he yeah he sh- he sort of showed me that there was a lot more to playing music than just sort of learning up a cover version or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and. Um, we were tuning our guitars different. He could play lots of different instruments. I was like, oh, I don't want to be, you know, just on guitar. I want to learn drums as well, you know. Because he was of, doing it. Yeah, so it was, it, it, we started... God, I wish I would have known some music. Yeah, didn't know he anybody was, like that. He was, he, was, he was, you know, my first real inspiration, actually. Dear friend and, you know, major inspiration in music. And, uh, yeah, we, we put this band together called Lurlux, played a bunch of shows... This guy Brian from San Francisco. In fact, we went. That was our first trip to the states. We went out and played a few shows. This was recorded in the US. That wasn't, but we did record some stuff in uh, San Francisco in a big lockup in a warehouse uh, somewhere. I can't remember where in San Francisco, but um, I've got you know, I've copied that few as well, or whatever. But um, yeah, it was it was an absolutely. It, I don't know. I, I think it's a. It was the it was the whole doing that band that opened my mind up. So yeah, yeah. different ways of doing music um, I could have taken a completely different path but that band sort of opened my mind up to experimentation and not just taking a format that's been handed down to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like what we did <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know there's no punk yet we didn't know we, in fact we had no idea playing for me we didn't know you could do this shit we thought the best you could do was copy that song in your bedroom. I mean, that's an important part. That's an important part, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's... Um, you build a model up. Yeah, you know, I've done the whole kind of trying to do my best at being a Hendrix thing in the garage as a kid, you know. But, um, Did I, you do the thing before where you don't even have a guitar, you got a broom, 
<laughs> and you play the record and you just fucking think. I did this in Navy housing before I need even deep boot. Air guitar now is a kind of as an actual thing, don't they? They have air guitar competitions. It's a strange time in, in This the was the 60s. <laughs> and they didn't have any idea that, you know, only special people learn this machine. <laughs> Other people, you get the broom and you pretend. So we got the garage. Of course, the lights are out. <laughs> Nobody wants to see each other doing this shit. And you play the record, and it's American Woman for six hours. And then, yeah, we did, I meet D. Boone, his mother's got him playing guitar, wants me on the bass. So now we're doing six songs of American Woman. <laughs> you know, all out of fucking tuning. <laughs> and just the whole idea of, like, uh, yeah, we didn't have other live dudes. <laughs> to, no, you know, we didn't know. We were yeah. alone. Yeah. Uh, punk, punk trip. That's what I'm saying to you <laughs> before I forgot to hit the record, but, you know, <laughs> But the Joan Jett, seeing the Runaways, mm. and Joan Jett was an intense persona, mm. Mm. and she ain't got a fucking tambourine. I'd never seen a woman play in a rock band mm-hmm. except one. Mm. The time I saw Alice Cooper mm. in the opening act with Susie Quattro, and she wow. played bass and not tambourine. It was the main thing, and it was a rock and roll trip. A Detroit man, and uh, but most of the time, and, and then the next time was Joan Jett. And then the punk scene comes, and a lot of Hollywood bands have girls mm. in the bands, and it was a heavy deal. And in fact, a lot of them are on bass, because bass, uh, yeah, now this band here, you have no bass. Yeah, this is it. We had to compensate. When we, was the first yeah. time you got the one string with the one pickup? Yeah, yeah. When's the first time you play the bass player? Well, um... Did you doubt with that? Did your friend play with no, it? No, I mean, just guitar and actually, drum? we didn't have the bass for quite a while because we were into, we were into this whole kind of, um, you know, putting the bass through, you know, uh, alternative tuning with the, the, you know, the bass string where the, the, the E string, the E string on a guitar would be. But, have you ever um, heard of Charlie Hunter? No. San no. Francisco cat. Now, he plays a guitar with the top three strings as bass strings. Uh, this right. guy's wild. I mean, it's like that guy from uh, Lightning Bolt. He's got an interesting thing going on. He's, he's got, got banjo strings with a genius. Brian Gibson. Yeah. I met him. He's cool. But Charlie, he can play like bass licks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is like a virtuoso mm. kind of Nels Klein kind of. Not like Nels, though, in a way. I mean, as much as technical, but it's not, not as early. I think, fusion. like, you know, being in the Go teams the first time I've been in a band. the first? Well, no, I mean... Jamie? I've, I've worked with bass players. Oh, you, I saw you play bass on one of their songs. Oh yeah, I play I play bass I play a bass and a go team song. Yeah, doing it right with with a plectrum. You know, I'm not proper. I don't I don't know how to do the. Um, no, no. What no. do you call it? The uh, pick. Oh, no, fingers. No, what what do you call it though? The flipper. Uh, the flipper. <laughs> <laughs> but look, look, I see that was when that cat was using the flipper and the fingers and slapping yeah, I and can all the same song. I can only. I know they're only devised to work that thing. It's just as low end yeah, yeah. frequency. They have to, uh, people do it with these uh, synthesizers. Yeah. Some pretty fat low end. Oh man, like we we watched. And you did have somebody playing kick drum. You had two. Uh, beaters on the oh, same picture, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were working with some low end. Oh, absolutely. And the the, the the bass unit is what we called it with the, the pickup thing. We called it the bass unit. It's pretty fun. Who got to work it? Um, me and Vinny. You, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, both, both, yeah, yeah, both had them. Oh, wow. We'd, yeah, yeah, we'd uh, flip between. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he invented it, and uh, I was like, I'm very jealous of <laughs> I want one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we, we spent in his. Uh, 
mum and dad's garage we spent a funny weekend you know as teenagers sort of like carving into our guitars mine was made of this really cheap wood and it when I was carving into it it started turning into cornflakes <laughs> I was like whoa is this such a good idea yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. but eventually I got the bass pickup sat in there and uh, yeah you soak around the wood yeah it, it works a treat yeah <laughs> but you know you're learning by doing this is it yeah. that's wild no we would stick Find our your own way. contact mics to things that was another thing you know the, the contact mics that uh, you can put on a surface and they'll pick yeah, up yeah sure. yeah so we'd, we'd get into buying them up and sticking them to things and hearing the sound that it would make on a percussive surface so we we had this old standard lamp that we'd have by the drum kit that had big springs on it we'd stick the contact mic to that and that would be something we'd strike out with a drumstick and you'd get a big you know have that going through some old reverb unit and you'd have this all this stuff going on and it, it you know it was just our our way of sort of uh, doing things a little bit different but not just for the sake of being different it was a, you know these sounds excited us yeah yeah you know the Stooges started there playing blender and vacuum cleaner and shit yeah <laughs> The gigs would be one song. Well, it's like the, the Glenn Branca thing. I know that's a, a slightly different gig, but it's the, you know, it's the whole thing. He's going to do it in London and Dublin. Yeah. Can you uh, put in a good word for us? <laughs> no, I get you no problem. <laughs> problem with me, I got gigs when it's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's coming up. Yeah. But uh, we want to do a hundred guitars. Yeah, yeah. Well, Go Team want to do it. So, Is that right? Yeah, yeah we want to the, do it. The one hard part is you got to read. Yeah, but you know what? There's cats. Oh man! Yeah, and there's cats here to help you. There was a guy with us who's an iron worker who played Johnny Winter Blues. He had never heard of any of this avant-garde stuff. He's from Pedro. I put out the word, and he comes aboard. Yeah, and man, he got into it. Yeah, he was like, "Whoa!" I mean, this guy had never heard any of this in his whole life, and that gig blew his mm. mind. We'd love to do it, and I know Vinny would as well. From is Vinny still playing? Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I haven't spoken to him for a long time. He uh, he's started a family, and he's, you know he's he's got a career on the go. Yeah, yeah. But maybe on the side, he's, he's, he's a you know he's a musician at heart. So I know if you can get some play. music from him, can you fly to me? Yeah, so I can yeah, play it? totally, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna play something else by you here. So uh, listen up.
right. <laughs> Watch from Pedro Show. That was uh, at Giza's End by Ohm. And we had a, a project that Sam did with DJ Scotchhead called <laughs> Title. Actually, it's got a name, right? It it's, just came it, out on a compilation. That's it's coming on a compilation, um, but I haven't got a copy of the compilation yet. So he doesn't know his name. I don't even know. Now, uh, but the band's called Same Things. That's right, yeah. That's a project with um, DJ Scotch Egg, myself. And right, when I came here Wednesday. Also, Ashley Marlowe from Charlottefield, who's a dope drummer. So it's a trio. Yeah, it's a trio. Yeah. Power Troika. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love trios. Yeah. More room in the boat. Let's mm. <laughs> <laughs> competition from Dave. Is there a bass player in the band? Well, Shigay, yeah. Shigay, who's DJ Scotch Egg, plays bass. Yeah. On this track? Yeah. Of course, I just heard it. Oh, on this track, he plays all kinds of stuff, but yeah, he but plays bass. Yeah, one. Yeah. Where's that cat from? Because when I came to town here Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, or Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, not this town, but London, mm-hmm. he was doing a gig. <laughs> now, this is a man who usually makes music with a Game Boy, but that's, he had a whole right. band, right? Yeah, well, he's, he's playing right now, actually, here at Glastonbury. Um, we should be there, but he's um, he's playing. He's got a, a, a band with uh, two drummers, uh, Ida, who's uh, I think he was in the uh, original lineup of the Boredoms, and uh, another drummer Sucker, from man. a Brighton band called Trencher, a guy called Liam, and uh, yeah, and Shige is conducting and doing stuff on his Game Boy. It's a, it's a really weird setup. It's a, it's a really unusual band. And you're a big DJ, uh, Scotch DJ fan. Oh, of course. He's he's a, he's a good buddy. And um, how'd you meet him? Um, well, as he uh, said in a, in a radio interview a while back, we did a, a BBC thing. Well, I, I managed to get into this BBC radio interview about his music, and he, and uh, Phil Jupes, the radio one DJ, was like, "Well, where did you meet Sam?" And DJ Scott Shaker was really tired at the time. In pub, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so that's how it goes. We met in pub. <laughs> but, um, All right, I've known him for a few years. We got to hold on a little bit because it's in the first hour. Yeah, okay. Uh, June twenty third, Watt Beatles show. Hold tight for hour two. June twenty third, two thousand seven, the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Myriad people spy.
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, that was uh, 16 Children's Eyes by I'm Being Good. And we had Ashway with Nothing Gonna Change My Way before that. Hitting Her Just Gone by Cabado. And we started off with Hungry Bear by 100 Pets. Now, 100 Pets is your current band, Sam. Hundred Pets is more like a solo project that I've had going on for quite some time. I guess it's my little uh, reclusive corner of um, songwriting, and uh, I've you know been in bands Lure Lux and currently um, the Go Team. But um, Hundred Pets is kind of my little hideaway project, you know, where I kind of just write my own songs and lay them down. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know just myself, but other times I work with some other guys as. Um, Simon Jones. Like who was on that song there? That was all. That's a new record, right? No, that's that's actually uh, that's 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 an old one. The stuff he played on. Um, that's a new shit. Yeah, on the on okay. the last two shows. Okay. This Sorry. is an, an older one. Yeah. So was was this the first release? Yeah, the, the first. How long ago? The first and only release. It was. Oh man, it was going back a while. But you got this thing that gave me coming. Yeah, out, yeah, right? yeah. I'm, I'm I'm working on some new stuff, and it's 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 all trying to fit it in between uh, go team shows and. You know, we ain't got to go team yet. So you got to talk about that. How that happened for you? Well, that's uh, a little later after uh, Little Lux, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of connected um, in terms of timelines to Hundred Pets because uh, I released this record, Easter Songs on Pickled Egg Records a small little like bedroom run label in um, Leicester Um, Daniel Johnson's put some stuff out on it it's a really interesting eclectic little label and uh, that was where the first Go Team 7 inch came out which was Ian band leader and songwriter put out his um, first Go Team single so we learnt that we were living in the same town we were on the same label and that's how we met so I guess in a funny sort of trajectory, that's kind of how I ended up in the Go Team because I was doing stuff as Hundred Pets. I was also in this band, I'm Being Good, that we just played. Um, Last song, yeah, yeah. So the song that was just played, actually, I, I wasn't playing on that. That's their most uh, recent record called Family Snaps. But um, I was in that band for about four years, and that was real fun because that's quite angular, sort of. Uh, again, tuning all the strings to one note and you know making it quite um dissonant in some way and um yeah that's kind of how i ended up in the in the go team like you're on the same label ian checks me out in uh i'm being good playing some shows because he's living in the same yeah and also like doing the hundred pet stuff on pickled egg and that's that's why i said same label yeah same town he comes and watches you play yeah so, he ain't got his band yet, but no. he's making these songs in yeah, his bedroom. Yeah, that's it, yeah, and he's invited me to be part of the band. Because he wants to be playing these live, so he wants to put together a yeah. band. And we just had this um, gig offered to us. So in you're the first go-teamer? Well, one of them, yeah. I think it was me and Kai. He knew Kai, the drummer, but he was he was just piecing together like a, a, some ideas for who would play the Because he, he has the songs first. Yeah, this is I don't it. really understand how it, well, it happened. Well, Ian really. approaches songwriting in quite an unusual way because it's it's a, all, a lot of it's to do with the samples. A lot of it is about sampling like old sort of you know Motown type records or uh, lifting a, a hip hop break from something, and it's all about meshing it together. And he likes to bring in so many different influences. I guess that whole jack like of the all, rave jack type. jack of all trades, master of none thing worked in my favour because I could play by this time because. 
I'd you can make it uh, be live. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I was a candidate to be in the band. Because he's using actually pieces of music yeah. to make the songs and to, to actualize them. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have to be some cat. They can play a few different things. So, yeah, yeah that, that was my route in, into the Go Team, which has obviously been an incredible experience because I've traveled the world with it. I've met, met yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's you been got a, to tour. Yeah, yeah. Was that his plan right off the bat, or was it just to do Brighton gigs? No, no. It was. Um, well, in terms of the Go Team, so, well, no, we didn't really work the Brighton circuit. It was really, oh. it was a really weird thing because we were a Brighton band, but we didn't really have that normal route of playing, say, the free bar and then working our way up. We um, we just had a strange opening to do this festival in Sweden, and it was with some fairly big bands, simply because the promoter had got a promo of the the record presumed that there was a band in existence but the band didn't exist oh. and then it was like okay Ian was like right I'm going to put a band together to do myself. this festival yeah, yeah. and it was a bit of you know a bit of a wing it kind of situation sure. but it, it worked out well I mean yeah, yeah. that first gig was pretty damn ropey but you know we've grown and you know we've got more bookings and we're here now at Glastonbury you know so you made a, a new album yeah the new album did you bring some here huh did you bring some well I, I think I one of the script like a vice you played on a oh yeah 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 you flung me that but um you didn't bring any today not today but when does uh, that thing come out it comes out in uh September but yeah but you're touring it now yeah I mean you're playing here tomorrow yeah and we're straight off to China after this did I tell you this this is gonna be freaky man we're going straight I got some friends who played there even little punk bands I wanna play there yeah Yeah, Sisters in the Pit played there Uh the Urinals played there then we were talking about John Jones urinals because that song yak 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 or yeah. band called that yeah but I uh, we actually Minutemen were big fans of a yeah. band called the urinals from the 70s yeah. West LA or UCLA film students mm-hmm. they had a band called the urinals and they had a song called ak 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 for some reason the yeah. Minutemen only did three acts because <laughs> I think we only did two of the verses because <laughs> they had three verses and so we uh, shortened their title even but these cats well John Jones mm. Just a couple weeks ago, I had a heart attack. 50 years old, I had a heart attack. I almost killed him. But he pulled through, ICU, the whole deal, and he's on the mend now. Get fixed up. Yeah, because he's a sweetheart. He's a huge influence on our band. This is the bad thing about getting older. One of the bad things. Although you can lose friends when you're younger, too, but like the odds kind of go up. And especially now, even for bad behavior. There's bodies breaking down and shit. So thank God uh, John's still around. He's got uh, a new band, too. I think The Chairs of Perception, it's called. I mean, it's kind of like a urinals, but it's a power trio. <laughs> and Kevin's on drums, too. I was telling you, these guys, when they started off, it was a, a kitty drum set mm. with paper skins, mm. and uh, John and Kel threw the same amp. They put out a good sound, though, with those kitty drum kits. We've got a couple, like, goatee. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll, I've got one. One of them I took back to my pad and I'm trying to figure out how to record it like nice tight bass drum sound like that sort of pitched up sound but uh, <laughs> pitched up paper heads <laughs> <laughs> you know Scotty was using some toy thing to do the Stooges demos <laughs> yeah I saw it I saw it and, you know I went to the Miami house after they'd all worked it out and I saw the drum set was in a a fucking cow glass cabinet that was like this <laughs> packed into a I'm little I'm a big fan of like small sound as well as like big expansive epic sounds I love kind of bedroom DIY sound you know like 
picking up some little drum in your room and kind of figuring out how to mic it with a cheap mic and yeah yeah you know you work that bit harder because you don't have the expensive gear but you have some interesting thing that makes a sound and sounds are sounds yeah you know who really knows the price behind the sound Mm. until some cat tells you in fact, you know? I, I built this thing out in uh, when we were in San Francisco with Brian Kim from Lux. We built this thing. We called it the Sonic Stairway, and it's um, a wooden structure with four bass strings um, on each step, like going up like that. And um, you have it by the side of the drum kit. And obviously, you tune them to a certain note. But while you're playing the drums, you strike out. You oh can, wow! You basically, get it. You know, so it's percussive. Kind of, yeah. Wow! Wow! Had trouble getting it back through customs. <laughs> they had all these loose wires Uh-oh. and stuff. Going. Yeah, <laughs> some kind of bomb or something. Right, right. Like this microphone. I get that shit. To me. Um, hundred pets is ongoing then. Yeah, it's an ongoing. You're doing thing. a new record and you got some tunes. Record. I've already played a yeah, couple yeah, of them. It's, it's slow. What, what's this thing you asked me about? Putting bass on. Is that yeah, going to be yeah, 100 yeah. cats? That's absolutely, yeah. I've got a few tunes lined up for you, Mike, if you can, if you can do it. I'm into it. <laughs> and, um, I'm into it. Yeah, so it's, it's an ongoing project. You know, I've got a bit like we're doing this radio show now backstage at Glastonbury. I've got a laptop computer with uh, all these songs sort of running on, and I'm kind of recording bits when I can. I mean, I. I was doing a bit of a... I like my like little acoustic instruments as well. I was doing some ukulele kind of stuff yeah. um, in a hotel room in Germany. And, you know, I'm just trying to sort of piece it together in all the gaps between Go Team tours. It's kind of neat that you can do that. You can pick up, leave off, mm. pick up, leave off. Well, you know, one, and not even have to spend a lot of money to do it. Well, that's very, a great thing. When I hear very, about bad old days, or good old days... Yeah. Well, some good things about that. Oh, you got those for Iggy. All right. Very much respect. Iggy's wellies. Yeah, they call the boots here welly, and I guess it's short for a Wellington boot. Wellington? Okay. But is there other people who make boots? Or do they get them? They're the monopoly. Well, they've got the monopoly. I mean, they're made by different manufacturers, but they're... They're the, they're, they're the big yeah. guy. Well, we should talk about Glastonbury. Even though that the sun came out, the clouds have magically blown away. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was raining when we got here, me and the crew guys, and I was waiting for you to go get the music in yeah, the coach. It took me about an hour and a half. Yeah, go. I mean, and it was I coming mean, on me. This place is a, it's, it's a, it's a town. I mean, it's not it's not just a festival. The size of this place is unbelievable. It took me, what, an hour and a half to get yeah. from backstage here to get pick up right. the tunes from the car. Now, you're playing tomorrow with Go Team, but That's you've right. been here before. Yeah, well, we played... Um, John Peel stage two years ago and in fact that, that, that was the real deluge when the rain came down big time I mean it's been pretty bad this time but it properly the heavens opened up you know it was an act, act of God situation we're talking know. the end of June it was <laughs> these a, cats yeah, it's a leap of faith man like, it's um, not like SoCal okay. no, our, our, our PA went down our PA oh. in the gig and, and we had all the monitors were up and running sure so we're you know we're throwing ourselves about the stage thinking we're having a good gig Yeah. looking out of the audience nothing another just like completely still we're, we're going down like a lead balloon but then it just dawns on us when this guy grabs us off stage that something's wrong with there's the, no with, sound yeah there's no sound you're miming it <laughs> yeah my, I played Wednesday night my but luckily I had a direct on the yeah. bass but that's happened to me a few times you don't hear anything you know it's your boost but, but you can't like let it whoop you I think fun. you guys because it was still coming through your monitors. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's why. <laughs> what about when you ain't got nothing? Yeah. 
That's real showbiz when you just keep going. One time I rented an amp on a tour. It blew up the first gig. I had to do the whole tour direct box. I hear one note. <laughs> oh, my God. Living on a planet. That was, uh, well, you just had to. <laughs> what I told myself was, what? You're getting in for free. Mm. Those cats are paying. You've heard it before. Yeah. You know, just go out there and play. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a thing, though. <laughs> it's just I call those things character builders. <laughs> You know what? Uh, this is what blew me away. Okay, I was... I know about Go Team, right? I'm, something, in fact, this festival, because that mud in my lame knees, I'm scared to go around in that mud because I'll be a cripple. Yeah, fair play, man. It's, getting, vis- it's getting viscous now as well. That's the fascinating thing about the mud is, like, it's meant to all be about the music, but once it's rained, it's all about the mud. You know, everyone's kind of tripping out, walking around... And this mud's changing form. It's like you're in charge. Geography is having or something. When people yeah. ask me about towns and countries and people. I say people and people. What's really different is geography and weather. That is the ultimate reality. Unless you're in some air-conditioned, heated cell, yeah. you know. If you're really dealing with the thing, the element, yeah, it, it, it overbears no, everything. Honestly, it it's sort of like a toothache. Like, oh, I'm going to put this in its place. No, you're not. It's going to overbear every thought you have in your mind. But the beautiful thing about Glastonbury is that people make the most of a bad situation. And, you know, when it comes to rain and mud. I mean, like two years ago, people's tents were washed away. And those people stayed for sure. You know what I mean? Just just got on with having a good time. It's it's got a lot of traditions from the 60s. Yeah, yeah. It's a hippie kind of thing that's turned into... Grown grown and grown. I mean, um, the the event organiser, Michael Evis, must sometimes wonder what he's because I mean it's the size of a town this place I heard it kind of changed as some corporations bought into it yeah it I used mean, to be uh, maybe 40 uh, pounds and maybe now it's 300 of course it's like everything uh, in the world you know, or something any kind of gentrification I think one of the things anything successful gets uh, yeah, co-opted yeah, um, yeah but I mean it, it, it's not too bad because it a lot of people were coming here simply to rob other people just to kind of steal from tents and stuff like that. So, wow! No, no, no. Was, you know, there, was, there was a lot of criminal activity, and there still is, but like at least now security stepped up a bit, so the people are coming here are like a bit more like genuine music fans or just want to have a good time. Whereas, but I hear there's other stuff, like uh, comedy and oh, acting anything and anything you just bands. Anything you want, you'll find. And that's probably from the hippie tradition. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, crafts and shit. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. I saw a lot of protest art on people, the fences. There's, there's, you know, there's the druids up in the uh, Stone Circle. And yeah, because we're near Salisbury, yeah, which yeah. is where Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. So Perkins told me this great story. He's on tour with Tommy Lee because Tommy wants to play guitar and rap. <laughs> so he gets Perk on drums. He's on drums, yeah. It's called Mayhem Missions. Mayhem, yeah. I can't remember the name. Anyway, they're on a tour. Yeah. And they're coming by Salisbury, huh? Mm. And Perk and his wife, Sydney, they want to see it. Yeah. So you have the bus driver pull over. Yeah. Tommy's conked or something. And they run down there to go see it. And all of a sudden, they hear this yelling. They look back at the bus. And it's Tommy. And he's going, it's just a bunch of rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. Nothing against Tommy you or anything. You can't get too close to it now. There's a like, fence, right? Yeah, there's a big fence. And why is that? Well, I mean, People I guess, are fucking I, up. I guess to preserve preserve it yeah. but um Acropolis have you been there I mean, in Athens like when we go to um, China we're, we're gonna uh, you know we're really grateful the promoter out there is gonna take us to the Great Wall <gasps> but you know I, I read something <laughs> like about the amount of people that take a little chunk of it home 
stick it in their pocket you know it's all breaking down you got a piece of the Berlin Wall you know there's somebody gave me though I didn't take it a huge percentage of it missing now you know? it's one of the only human things you can see from space mm-hmm. apart from uh, did you hear KFC put together the Colonel it's a it's a great outtake of him trying to make a commercial he's all it's, fucked up it's, it's, know, it's a crunchy crunchy but it's a crunchy it's a crunchy crunchy fight you know KFC. Yeah, fuck it. KFC. Keep the tape rolling. Keep the tape Yeah, it's pretty bad shit. <laughs> Whatever about that stuff. You Fire need to ask DJ, Scott ask DJ Scott Shake about KFC. He's way into it. I remember one <laughs> time we did it. In a kind of ironic way, but it's... it's, it's well, Buckethead wears a hat. It, it's spawned into it. You know about Buckethead, this guitar? It's yeah, a three-headed beast, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, different pokes for different folks. Whatever. Floats the boat. Whatever. <laughs> But there's better chicken being cooked, okay? <laughs> Go to Roscoe's, get chicken and waffles down there. <laughs> Just checking our Slavko's in Pedro. Get some gizzards. <laughs> you got to come to Pedro. I'd love to, man. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the tour. Uh, so, but, yeah, the GO team led to you getting to travel. This is it. I mean, and you coming to Australia, that's how I meet you, cats. This is it. I mean, for me... Because I was, I was getting that because... <clears throat> I wasn't going around because of yeah. mud and my lame ass knees. Yeah. But usually a festival, this yeah. is my chance to see yeah. a lot of bands. Yeah, yeah. I don't go out much. Mm. I wake up the crack of dawn, and usually I'm only up to yeah. play my own gigs. And so I'll see the usually the bands are playing with me. Sometimes yeah. my own tour, I got to conk in a boat till it's gig time. Yeah. <laughs> so because I do a lot of driving, and just can't hang as much. But, but, but I see a lot of bands, yeah. and I saw you cats playing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it did remind me a little bit. Not copping on Sonic Youth, but I could tell. And I was like, whoa, but it was different. It was like with uh, other shit going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic Youth is definitely a big influence. The boss man, Ian. Yeah, Ian loves Sonic Youth. Uh, I so you had too. another common thing with two yeah, like this the pick a leg in yeah, the, yeah, the same town. Yeah, yeah, this was it. Um, you know, we had this similar interest in dissonance, you know, not just about being sort of purely melodic. It was about the, those notes that don't quite fit and um, that's a big part of Go Team you know and it's kind of interesting for us that we've uh, ended up playing like a big stage at Glastonbury because lots of people see us as a pop band but we're not really because we you know things are a little bit askew and I think that's always going to be a big part of our sound you know you said Ian put together with the samples mm-hmm. yeah. when I was watching at that festival mm-hmm. I didn't know this and then you guys asked me to play with you at the yeah. uh, Duke of uh, that was a blast, York in Mel- uh, part of Melbourne. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, they killed it yeah, yeah, yeah. by the water. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And I come down there, and I'm backstage. You want me to come on the last song? And some cat's back there, uh, one of the team, maybe yeah. a road manager or something. Yeah. And I'm going, man, what kind of effects are they using? Because I'm hearing horns. <laughs> and I don't trust myself, you know. They may not be horns. I don't know the fuck yeah. what's in <laughs> here to learn and I'm going man what kind of pills that cat uses and he pulls back the curtain he shows me this rack yeah. unit in this black it was mainly yeah. black yeah. and he goes the sounds are coming out of there yeah. and I said what he said yeah they're playing with sounds coming out of this box here uh-huh. and so now for some of the set you jump on the drums this is it yeah. and this is where I get well, this is why they got headphones. I thought they were just like some kind of earplug. Mm-hmm. The lady got one lady who always plays drums, except she comes mm-hmm. out and sings a song. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, sensitive ears or something. Yeah. But they're, they're, uh, 
clicks. Yeah, we have a click and we have a backing track. I mean, basically, it's you know, we obviously would love to um, work with more instruments. But it's you ever think about bringing a horn player on? We've we've worked with horn players on the record, obviously, but it's just the logistics. I mean, we're a six-piece. We're trying to travel all over the place. Yeah, we're yeah, going, yeah. We're going to always worried about ska bands. Yeah, no. We, I mean, they must have a boat to carry <laughs> the fucking clothes. Yeah, I mean, we're going to China. You know. Um, trying to figure out how to get out there and get all the gear out there we're traveling light it's 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 not easy we're not like a big touring production thing but in some ways i I really like the fact that it's still quite a simple band in terms of the six players up there but we're bringing in all all these different two trios yeah (laughs) i mean it's not a small band by any stretch of the imagination but at the same time it could be a massive band but i think we like to keep it kind of yeah yeah quite sort of Focused with Do you have a name players. for the machine? <laughs> well, it, it, it's got some name, but I, I don't get involved. No, in but the you don't give it a personal. <laughs> no, because no, I know some bands who we should do, like we Echo should. and the Bunny Man. I heard that yeah. name came from the the Echo was the yeah. but the drummer or something or something. No, we, 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 we do have those kind of moments where we're like, please work. Because <laughs> it has it ever failed you. It, it has just it, it used to skip because now we have a big piece of foam underneath it but you know if it what'd does, you do was it a v- vanilla moment if, if, if it does happen you know about that no but if it does happen we'll, we'll just do what we do they freaked know? out now those cats had nobody playing yeah. so when it went off yeah yeah, I mean all the horn samples are a big part, but we, you know, we play. What'd you do? You just ride with it? Yeah, we, we you know, we can. Do we you can, ever override it? We can make a noise. Don't worry about that. No, but do you ever override it? Like she's off, and I turn her off. Yeah, yeah. And we're good at just playing. Well, we do, we do a few songs without it. It's not like a, a huge crutch, but it's. Um, I couldn't tell mm. what, what when he told me that. I thought, well, maybe it's the horn thing. And then I came on to play with you, and you guys were definitely playing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know what parts were what. Yeah. It's probably what uh, he does, uh, uh, Ian yeah. does with the record. Mm. Maybe bring some of them sounds. This is It's all, it's all about <clears throat> trying to recreate as truthfully as possible that sound of all the mashed up samples with um, all the guitar parts which are live, the drum parts are live. And, um, well, yeah, know, sometimes you have like, two drums. Recorders and um, yeah, little wind instruments, all kinds of stuff and vocals. So... It, it is complicated for us up on stage. Sometimes you look around and it's like, okay, I've got to run over there. What am I doing next? But it keeps us on our toes. Yeah, yeah, know, big so. time. Big time. Yeah. Uh, who decides who's going to play what? On the I other don't side? know. I mean, with the GoTim, it's very much like Ian's project. Yeah. So, he, so you're going to be drummer this time. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like he has an idea, but, it, you know, it's not a kind of a super strict thing. We kind of experiment with, like, who would work on a certain song and we'll usually find our natural place. Is there a difference between making the song and then you're going to take it to the people, mm. play it for them? Things have gone through different stages of evolution. I mean, we've been playing some of the songs of the second record and they're probably out there and on YouTube or whatever, completely different versions, but the, the, you know, the final version on the record is kind of what we're trying to do now. But um, yeah, we've been kind of because we've been on the road for so long. We've just been trying to work it out as we go along. You know what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so ignorant to that shit. <laughs> I want to learn it in a way. I did have an idea once about just doing uh, a tour, playing by myself mm. with uh, machines. Yeah, with like loop pedals and, and play like my bass yeah, to yeah. the whale or or have other tracks. You know, like 
Mm. It was kind of from seeing your yeah. thing. But like Dose and must be a bit like that. With no, Dose is just two bases. Yeah, but like if you were going to multi-track, you, like what you do. Uh, put them in there and then mm. play against myself mm. and do a tour mm. Mm. where I'm just playing with myself. That would be righteous to watch one. No, I mean, I'd be playing with other bass parts. <laughs> no, I have just the, the uh, idea of the simplicity mm. of it in a way. You're just this one guy yeah. thing and you have yeah. a. Uh, an amp setup that's uh, driven by machines and yeah. playing along with it. Have you ever seen that guy Bob Lock? Bob yeah, Lock the yeah. third. Yeah, yeah, right. He does an amazing Arizona. one man show. Yeah. He was part of this band called Do Rag. Yeah, yeah. He played with another yeah. cat and kind of a roots thing. Mm. He's playing. Um, and he comes on and he's got the motorbike helmet. And he does the dip your boob in my scotch tune. <laughs> Gets someone up from the audience. He's amazing. Yeah, but he went to a solo act. Now I wanted to try something like that, mm. like Uno. Yeah. In a way, with machines. Yeah. The idea of playing with them. So machines are stern yeah. mistresses, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you have. I've, I've had to do things where. Watch room for maneuver. I, I did some click track things in the old days where, you know, the cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I recently did something with a pop singer I was asked to come in and yeah. play, and they had click track, and all yeah. of a sudden they pull away the music, and I'm playing just to this track. Yeah. Of course, the song's all done. I have to hear it and uh, make a, mm. learn it, make up a part, and everybody's standing there with the arms folded. <laughs> it's a very pressure cooker situation, <laughs> you know. So, so, you know, what do you do? What can you do? Yeah, yeah. it was, um, but it was, it was kind of interesting in a way. It actually was, but it's weird, isn't it? Because click track, it's mathematical. It's uh, you're, you're you playing some machine code, yeah. and it, and it's great. As well as like obviously like I mean like a band like the Dirty Three, they're just the an antithesis. Jim like, White, they're just like it's so we're going to sway, swaying. We're going to speed up. We're going to slow I, I, down. I love both sides, man. Yeah. I'm always Jim like, White, great drummer. The two sides and uh, a Mick Turner, Turner. Yeah, 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 on the guitar yeah. and Warren, of yeah. course, Ellis. Uh, I got to play with them uh, a big day out, but Did you, man? it was ten years, uh, ten years, eleven yeah. years ago, and. Yeah, we were Filthy Four for yeah. a song. I think it was usually Jaguar. Filthy Four, were you? Yeah, they come on. They were doing... Uh, they'd have me come on in before. And then a bass, because they don't use bass. Yeah, sure. So I got to jam with them. I also... Uh, Tricky would have me come and play. Really? Yeah. Wow. And he aimed and recorded me some. And then he did it. It was another new thing for me. See, I'm not against new things. I'm way into it. Yeah. Where you just jam along. And then he just takes pieces of what you're playing, makes songs out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, sort of like when I first recorded with Sonic Youth yeah. I just played to a record for one song and the other one I just played to Steve Shelley mm-hmm. and then uh, Thurston and Lee put their things on this later this Youth no it was called Evil oh it was Sonic Evil Youth. right okay. it's the first time I played after okay, Boone yeah. was killed I didn't wow. think people really wanted me to see me play without him and then Thurston asked me to come and after doing that project I thought I got to play Kim's uh, Ovation it had a uh, uh, cracked in the neck so they um, yeah, resonate some yeah. notes on you this big ovation bass but I thought after that whoa okay I'm going to stick with music and uh, that's when I asked Thurston about doing a, a, a single and he wanted mm. to say the, uh, Madonna mm. two and each one each and he said well we'll call it Chicone Youth yeah so it, actually they were the one who started it I, I took Kira to do a we have our own New Haven in Connecticut. And that's where Yale is, and she had an internship up there. And so on the way back, I stopped in the studio, and that's where they had me play. And that, that was their idea, their wow, instigation. Man. 
But then from there, I got the spark. Well, I'm going to keep playing. Yeah. And then from Ohio, found my phone number. It's I not, didn't know you had to pay to be unlisted. Yeah. So Edward found me and came to Pedro and Faro's. But oh, that's a tugboat, the, tugboat the, record as well. Isn't the, uh, the tugboat. Yeah, that's after Faro's. That's okay, my first yeah. thing after Faro's, where I don't even have a band. I know, well, I the guests 17 there, little yeah. bands. I love that record. Man. I thought my theory was, which hence the title, mm. what is the bass? Mm. You know, I thought, my, my theory was, if the bass player knows a song, mm. and anybody can come in and play drums mm. and guitar and sing. Because the bass is just so much yeah. glue. Yeah. It can pull anybody together without even yeah. them playing together. Not even bracket, just come mm. in. I thought of the studio as a wrestling ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get in the ring with watch. Yeah. And so that was the whole idea of that. I, it was the first time, before that, you know, I only came from bands. Mm. Uh, the guy grew up with Deep Dee Boone with mm. music. And then Firehose, which is kind of a version of mm. Minuteman with this uh, Edward from Ohio. And then I did have this one side thing, Dose. Mm. I've had 21 years. But I didn't really, everything was from the band so if you got other music ideas you pulled them into the one unit yeah. and I remember like showing Edward Pissbottle man he was like well I don't know this is our <laughs> kind of song so I start thinking well maybe I shouldn't have the one group of guys have to take mm. every idea maybe I should make separate projects for every idea mm. that comes that. later in my life yeah Chinese Fondro I love that tune Joe Carducci yeah. wrote the words for that yeah. and uh, I was trying to make kind of pentatonic Chinese yeah, thing yeah, and I asked Charlie to sing on mm. it and I think Nels played guitar mm. Nels incredible influence mm. on my life mm. I'm going to make a Black Gang album but that's what I do now now I, I, I wrap project, cats around projects mm. you know different than all funneling mm. through because that, that's how I, I learned to be with D Boone mm. so I mean, you take any music mm. that was his uh, theory for the Minutemen Play anything we want, but it just has to sound like Minuteman, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird, huh? But it, he was trying to uh, tell me we got to inject our own voice, our own personality, yeah, right? yeah. which was that's key. that's key. Yeah, especially coming from copying yeah, records yeah. in arena rock, yeah, yeah. boom, incredible. And uh, a lot of it came from our first experience with this guy who lived in his car, this hippie guy named mm. Roy Mendes Lopez. And he said, "You got to find your inner voice." Mm. Which we were idiots. It was like watching the, our favorite movie was the Sand Pebbles, and we couldn't tell what it was about. But we liked the movie; it was our favorite. And that's the same thing. His words were in us, and we didn't know what they meant. And it took the punk thing coming on us, and then other seeing germs and people like this. You're like, oh yeah, you got to bring something to the party that's mm. of your own. Mm. Now there's a lot of common ground. Mm. Music is this huge human mm. tradition. Mm. So you're really not inventing a whole lot. Nah. But just like uh, with writing a novel, that's the, the analogy I like to use a lot. You don't have to really invent new words to write an original story. Yeah, this is true. Oh, 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 oh,
Walk from Pedro show. We uh, we start off there with a couple songs that Sam picked: uh, "Smile Alone" by Hamilton Yards, and "Clipper" by Charlotte Field. Charlotte Field. You know, tell us about that, Sam. Uh, Hamilton Yards is um, my flatmate's project. You know, I, who I live with, um, Ian Paxson. Um, he's uh, he's a creative guy. He's he's knocking out three albums a year kind of character. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a true writer do you know what I mean he has few vices except expressing it's incredible um, and he's a real inspiration to live with in fact like living with him is, is a real goading thing because it's that healthy kind of right right not, not competitiveness because I'm not competitive with him but like just it's um, not living, like when the suits living with someone who's creating of all, all the time you know I wake up in the morning he's playing the piano I get up and I think oh man you know like, I want to like knock together a tune it's a really healthy kind of environment as a musician to live with someone who's onto their thing and they're like kind of making music it's, we it's had this one album done the Hooskers came to town and made it Zen Arcade mm-hmm. and we were like man we gotta make a double album so we wrote all these yeah, songs yeah. and that became Double Nickels yeah. without wow, the yeah. Hoosker that would never happen yeah so it's not competition, it's just like, yeah. they almost just, make the water safe enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this tune anyway is, um, is, is a bit of a collaboration. I mean, uh, Ian wrote the song and uh, asked me to sing vocals on it as well. So we're kind of uh, tag-teaming it with the vocals. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a real nice kind of one-off thing. Although he got me to sing on a, another one of the songs that's coming out on his uh, record he's working on at the moment but this is all in our house our pads we've got like, yeah, yeah. all got our rooms with like you know like uh, Econo like recording equipment and we're just sort of yeah doing our projects and stuff like, and like, yeah, fertile good. ground fetid yeah. feckened <laughs> <laughs> and then this uh, Charlotte Field Sh- uh, Charlotte Field another Brighton band really good friends of ours um, Ashley the drummer he, he's insane things as well and um you know, you played something by them earlier. Uh, me, DJ Scott Jag and Ashley. But um, Charlotte Field is one of his bands. Also, Akakak, he's a drummer in that. He's just oh, a, wow. he's the kind of drummer you want to kind of stay close to. He's he's, he's really turning out the beats. So yeah, everyone in Brighton like relishes. He's the in the pad with the drummer, with the drum set. No, he's not in our pad, but he, <laughs> okay. he he's um, he's someone we all really enjoy working with. He's a you know. True musician. It's always a problem for us because we live in apartments. It was, you know, where do you put the drums? 
So we, but that's how we got George Hurley out of shed. We've got like ours in a, in, a, in, a, in a little cupboard in the toilet, and it's freaked people out because sometimes someone will be in there playing the drums, someone wants to go and take a crap or something. They're like, Do I have to get the drummer out of the cupboard in the toilet, or do I, I just no, let him go, man? <laughs> <laughs> so that's his thing there, yeah, Charlotte Field, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we heard uh, Kayoka uh, with uh, We Can Sue. Um, not that's not me uh, talking with a lame accent. They're, those are weird words. Uh, and it's done on a power book, and uh, you know, no, no virtual instruments. Wow. Yeah. Or they are virtual instruments. Mm. Yeah, they're not uh, real instruments. Mm. They're venture uh, software things. Mm. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, a lot of people can record in this way now. It's amazing, like Dave Paho with uh, yeah. Instead of bringing because we're recording on computers, yeah, right? Yeah, we're bringing yeah, our analog yeah, play yeah, into yeah, them. Yeah. Why not just start off from there, huh? in a way? You know, they're cutting out the middleman. You know, the instruments are already in, and uh, I think to me it's totally valid. At the end of the day, it sounds and emotion, and actually even with. Uh, uh, stand-up bass with no pickup on it. Mm. That's still a machine that you're yeah. trying to yeah. teach to laugh and cry. <laughs> so it's not a far stretch for me to get transistors and mm. a microchip. Mm-hmm. I know there's some purists that have a problem with it. It's all about what you do with the tools that are available, though, isn't it? That's what it's all about. It's like how your imagination interprets the environment and... Um, people working with computers these days I mean like Cornelius isn't it wonderful I got to see them example of like you know electronica band but they have live instruments as well it's all getting meshed I up. saw them and it was a band yeah somebody told me it was a one thing a one man well, thing but no, they, were, they, were, they were a band in ATP when we saw them just recently and um, but you know it's got this kind of electronica thing obviously a lot of it comes from sounds on on uh, computer interfaces as well as uh, live instruments and uh, when oh, we, when that's we, something they were kind of like talking heads I mean and these cats could play and they didn't even look at each other that yeah. stuff was sharp yeah that was sharp I was it's funny on the last show Jose was talking about them too I got to meet mm. the drummer and the bass isn't, isn't I know Mig- them Migu something they have their own band yeah. and they sent me their music yeah. it was weird it just came on me. I didn't know anything about this. In some ways, I'm about 99% of the music out there I'm ignorant about. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of it's really good. Yeah, so, and instead of getting all uppity about it and like, oh, I don't like it because I ain't heard it, I'm into embracing it if it's, if it's happening. And the only thing new is me <laughs> finding out about it. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Man, that these cats could play and yeah somebody told me it was an electronic thing but when I saw it mm. it seemed like pe- four people playing. no no the lineup at ATP was um, yeah it was uh, guitar bass drums you know some keyboards and stuff but uh, their records are really meshed up on those I gotta of, listen to records yeah there's all kinds I played, of stuff somebody down. gave me a song and I played one of their mm. songs it was pretty mm. wild mm. Yeah, it was the guy who was just counting five, six, seven, eight oh, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. That's it, yeah. But he made a whole song out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And with kind of a rocking guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know the tune, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, two, three, maybe he's counting from one to six. And he finally gets to eight at the yeah, end, I yeah, think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're at the end of the second hour of the June 23rd, 2007 Watford Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three.
uh, June 23rd, 2007. It's the third hour of the Watford Pedro Show.
death fast you and I'll dragon Have you put a dime toward the future? Black spoons and the yellow goods rams It's one television Don't be so decided Don't be so decided Please read all the warnings We're looking at country vinyl Looking Looking into your body You know absolutely Lovely we will jeopardize our faith Undercut each other We will do what is paranoid Do what you are told Play a role in the storage Play a role in dependency Play a role You can't forget it now You can't forget it now You can't forget it now can't forget it now Close the close of 
Okay, Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, we started the third hour off there with uh, something you pick, Sam. Yeah. Are we here? The Mind is Evil by Clear Lake. No, no, no. Are we here? Right. Uh, <laughs> it was DJ Scotch Egg. Yeah, DJ Scotch Egg. Um, Kure Kure, I guess is the way you pronounce it, I'm hoping. But um, yeah, DJ Scotch Egg, a really good friend of mine. Um, a character. Make, yeah, a character. He makes his music on a, on a Game Boy and he's... <laughs> he's got a lot to say as well, so um, he's quite he's quite a package. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We got uh, Stooges Road Boss here, Eric Fisher, and he witnessed <laughs> the Scotch Egg. Did, did, did you see yeah. the show? Yeah, yeah. Opening for Devo Wednesday. <laughs> What'd you think of the Scotch Egg? Interesting. <laughs> With the Game Boy. Yeah. Okay, and then we had another whip by the Telescopes. Uh, the scarcity of tanks by Death. No, that's backwards. It's uh, death. I can't read that. Death Which, east. Death east by the scarcity of tanks. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, on the on the dodgy scribe. <laughs> <laughs> you went a, a reverse there. And a a a by Camusi, and we ended up with something from uh, Frank Black uh, called Fort Wayne. Uh, you're a big fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about Chinese fire drill. Yeah. And that's Charlie singing that. Yeah, totally. And. Uh, he lives up in Eugene now. Uh, he's got a family going and stuff, but still making music like crazy. He, he uh, just wrote a bunch of Pixie songs yeah. and um, some Frank Black stuff, too. Mm. He's into collecting a lot of old stuff. Because mm. for a while there, and I think he still wants to do it, like record direct to two-track and yeah. stuff like this. Mm. He's balls-out guy. Well, I mean, He lived so- a little bit... I think he's from Harbor City, mm. so he lived a little bit in Torrance... Uh, so he's kind of a SoCal guy original mm. but he went to school in Massachusetts and that's uh, West Mass is where he uh-huh. did his Pixies and everybody yeah. thinks he's from there yeah. he's from, actually from yeah. near Pedro yeah. <laughs> not Pedro but close no, we well, saw, when were you like him out? We, we saw we saw um, we saw yeah saw the Pixies play on their like reunion tour or whatever they were doing when we were out with the Go Team I think it was in Spain I got to play the last gig with them really? yeah he asked me to come to, and with my second man in oh, New York City it was incredible see these are songs from my like teenage years where I was getting formative. into music the formatives and uh, it was incredible to see I mean like with a lot of bands you know reforming you sort of wonder whether it's such a good idea but with them it was just amazing it was absolutely yeah. spot on and you think of all this, the side projects you know Kim Deal going off and doing stuff it's you know, Breeders' stuff's so amazing, and yeah, it's just a really beautiful thing to see them all come back together and do. There that. was a great Breeders' thing when they were doing that that they had Jay come in and sing a bunch of songs, yeah. and then they took his voice off. Yeah, I loved it. He ended up, I could think his guitar stayed on some yeah. of it, but I liked him singing it. And uh, got oh, the scissors. I love, I love, I love Breeders. I think they're an amazing band. Kim had something to do with mm. producing the. This is why I was. Did the, did the drummer from um, uh, Kim Gordon had something to do with making their first? Oh, okay. But the, the drummer played uh, drummer from um, Slint played on something as well, didn't he? With with those guys. Oh, really? Rick Wolford. God, who was the drummer? Wasn't it uh, a Luscious Jackson or? Yeah, yeah. Because they were all women. Yeah. But on the records, they had. I think it was Britt Wolford like guesting on something. And they're playing again, yeah. Slint, huh? Mm. DJ Scotch Egg. Yeah. 
How'd you meet this cat in a pub? <laughs> in, a, in, in a pub. In pub. But it led to a lot more. <laughs> you know, right, right. We've, we've. Uh, he lives in Brighton. He lives in Brighton. He's um. But he ain't from there. He's a true nomad. He's from Japan. Um, he never really quite discloses everything about himself. His his age is 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 is, is the real gambit. It's like, how old are you, Shigei? He's like his his name's Shigei, and it's always like ah. Uh, Guess. <laughs> Does he have grey hair? No, he doesn't have oh, grey okay. hair. So he, I think he's around twenty-five. But he's, oh shit! He, he's, he's, a, he's if you're playing the guess game at twenty-five. No, no, he, he, he's, 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 um, he's a <laughs> he's a true musical nomad. He's kind of arrived in the UK on an arts performing degree, and he's just created this persona, DJ Scott Shag. Yeah. And he makes his music. I had my first Scotch egg last tour. You know, it's an actual thing. It's just uh, deep fried. You talk to me about Econo and stuff. He is the king of Econo. Oh, shit, a Game Boy. Yeah, a Game Boy. And we we eat, like, out and we get Econo meals. They're actually called Econo meals from the uh, curry house around the corner. It's like £2.75 for a little bit of chicken curry and rice. And Yeah, I've I've been hanging out with him for quite a few years. We've been making music together. Shit, Econo meals for 13 cents for macaroni and cheese. All right. (laughs) He's a true legend. <laughs> or true 19 legend. cent for uh, ramen. <laughs> Those are the good old days. Or for like the big munchies from Malta, you get the, the, yeah. the, the oatmeal because it would fill you up. In fact, one time me and Debone almost drowned on it. It was after work. We were pulling a graveyard ship. We were so tired. We conked out in our oatmeal. And good things are hit foreheads. down. Yeah, and our foreheads hit the lips of the bowl. I could have <laughs> seen the newspaper. Yeah, boys... The evils of Malta, huh? The boy that now claims two more victims. <laughs> <laughs> Deboon could cock anywhere. Really? He'd cock in the bathtub. So he must have conked in the back of the, uh, back of the truck on the, uh, the cover of the record a few times, I'm guessing. The one with the gash. Oh, that Impala. Yeah. Yeah, you had a buddy make a painting of that. Yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, the Impala his father gave him. 67. Did it have a... It had a V8 327, but... Uh, it ran on like five cylinders, so it sounded like a giant sewing machine. <laughs> did, he, did he have a conch zone in the back? Oh yeah, they had big, big back seat. Yeah, fifty boom, yeah. no problem. He had a Falcon, a '64 Falcon that was hilarious. It had a hole in the uh, exhaust system and then a hole in the deck. One time I was driving up, we're going to a gig, and I, I passed him on the freeway. Coincidence. And we got a lot of smog in LA, but it, there was actually more in his. <laughs> he had a blue cloud going in that vehicle. I was like, oh, deep bone. And luckily, a garbage truck backed up into it a couple weeks later, and he had to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't in it, it was parked, and somebody bashed it, so he had to get rid of the bad man. Come on. That happened to us once in the Black Flag, man. We were. Uh, Borrowed it for a San Francisco gig with Saccharin Trust, all of us are in there, and the catalytic converter clogs. And man, we were dying. There was one vent, the windows didn't roll down, of course, and there was one vent on the roof, and everybody's mouth is up there. Georgie gets a hammer and a screwdriver and starts, you know, chiseling big old ass holes in the dash. And Dukowski was all pissed off when he turned it. I remember I'm hearing this clunk, you know. Clunk, 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 every time we have to torque on the motor and I go and open up the hood they got the alternator sitting on a block of wood <laughs> you must Econo you don't know the death rides but um, yeah you got something else you're going to play here right 
Uh, somebody yeah, yeah. Like Clear Lake? Um, Clear Lake. Um, again, I'm bigging up my hometown, but uh, Clear Lake, um, good friends of mine from Brighton um, on Domino Records. And uh, The Mind is Evil, which is an interesting concept. <laughs> uh, listen to the words. It's okay. a good song. There we go.
Electric City Dangerous Why not? <laughs> Why not? Cup of tea Two sugar Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Cancel tax It's not good man Hip hop Why not? Why not? Picture Front of me Very nice Wow. 
Okay, so we just started the uh, the last chunk with The Mind is Evil by Clear Lake, um, followed by Dali Malaise, High Entropy, and then we had uh, Beyond the Edge of Reason by Davis Hurley. Uh, following that, we had Your Black Hair by Wodka, and then we had uh, Why Not by Same Things, and we finished off with uh, Wealth of Pride by 100 Pets. Now, you picked them last two. Huh? You picked them last two. Uh, yeah, that's right. What, you want me to tell you about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Why Not is Same Things tune, which is uh, me, DJ Scott Shegg, and Ashley from Charlotte Field. Um, I was like, no, I don't think Ashley was there for that one. Anyway, it was... You're um, not on the tune. No, I'm on the tune, but I don't think Ashley was there. It, it, oh, was, okay. it was me and Shige, um a.k.a. DJ Scott Shegg. I've got this um, harmonium. You know that, that yeah, sure. With, with, with the pedals, yeah, you gotta work it with the wind bag and everything. Bellow. So we're like working. I'm working the bellows, and he just starts freestyling. And it, it's it, it, yeah. I don't know. I think you should make up your own mind about what it's about. But it's called Why Not. And uh, yeah, finishing off with uh, one of my tunes from uh, my last record, which is way old now, and I'm going to get a new one out soon. But right, it's, right, it's right. called Wealth of Pride. Wealth of Pride. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. But I want to know, where do you want to take music? Where do I want to take music? In Sam Duke world. <laughs> um, it's going to be a funny path because I'm going to be on um, tour buses and stuff with the Go team and I'm going to be loving that and embracing with that and um, trying to do my songwriting stuff with 100 Pets and doing a project with DJ Scotch Egg and it's, 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 it's a pretty big collage actually so I want to explore lots of different avenues and just constantly challenge myself really that's what it's all about challenging yourself possibilities yeah the world of possibilities yeah. the realm of possibilities um are you playing more bass what, what, you, you play bass on oh, one yeah, side yeah, that's right they're like cables aren't they the strings yeah <laughs> yeah what you think of that yeah it's, you, it's, what, it's, what happened did the Boss man say, "Hey, I want you on bass." Or was yeah, that your idea? Yeah, for no, that no, no. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've played bass. I played bass on all, all my own recordings and stuff. Oh, wow! But, um, but yeah, I play with the because plectrum. you wrote me once, like, "Whoa, I, these are." <laughs> yeah, no, I play with the plectrum, so I don't consider myself. I don't but know, you still I, said the strings yeah. were pretty tough. Yeah, aren't you? yeah, yeah. It, it, it takes some work, and definitely, yeah. But I'll, I'll do my best. To, like, in the studio, maybe it's a, in, in front of zone. people. It's a little. <laughs> you have to whoop it up a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not try fingers? Yeah, well, you have to know which which one to operate, don't you? Like in a kind of no. Go back styling. to them uh, little Lux days. Yeah, where you know what? I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna just yeah. try. Well, yeah, this is it. I've still got the bass unit on the guitar, so <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> did you guys fret that or did drum? Did we what? Fret it or did did drum? Uh, did we fret it? Yeah. Uh, what the um, the guitar? You mean? No, that that, that string. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. No, it's like a G string off a bass or something uh-huh. like that. And so you do still fret on it. Oh yeah, yeah, we, okay. yeah we can. Like, we drop it down low, and it's uh, with the octave pedal as well. Like, yeah, we're, I can we're going, we're going way down. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> One time I used an octave pedal just recently. I did. The, I was asked to do this Blue Oyster Cult song, yeah. and I, I had to sing it. You know, my massive range. So I had to pick this key where the bass wasn't really. On a four string, you know, sometimes if you're in D, 
Yeah, you're not really that low. So I use an octave thing yeah. to get it low. That's a good rumbling sound as well. Because wow. like with, with with the uh, with the bass unit, you know, you get the you get the A string gets in there as bit, and if it's a chord like a third or something, it kind of makes the octave pedal like stumble a bit, and it's kind of whoa 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 whoa. It's kind of struggling. Oh, to so find you're the a bass chord. So you get like a yeah, a really weird. You sound. get in with that. Bronca Symphony 13 piece. That guy's got some flatted second yeah. chords. Oh man, you might hear some <laughs> flatted seconds on the bass and nothing like that. I really hope you guys get to play with him. And oh do man, that. well you know, put in a good word for us, man. No, yeah. I, I definitely, yeah. definitely will. Uh, we'd love to do that. That'd be a real honor. Yeah. Man, he usually does two days of prac right before. Yeah, and they're intense. The yeah, pracs yeah, are yeah. intense. Yeah. What, yeah. about, what about the dress code? Were you allowed to wear your flannel? Yeah. yeah. No dress code. Cool. A lot of cats were wearing black, not me. <laughs> you know what happened to me was a fever came up on me. Oh, yeah, the sickness, man. It's a tough one. But you know what? I was not going to fucking... Yeah, what happened was... I don't know what happened with the... I must have got it before the prac, because it usually takes three days to incubate. Mm. But here, you know, after two days, here's the day of the gig, and the mm. fever comes on me, and it's like, oh, my God. I'm going to still do this gig. Yeah. So I played it all sick out of my fucking head. But I, like I said, I sat next to Virgil. So I had the drummer right there. And then uh, John Meyer was conductor. And he counted out every measure. Wow. He's bad. So you could just follow him. And, of course, I had the music that weird, cause, cause I, I played with Meyer. I don't come from an academic background. Music yeah, like I do. Like I do. I played with Meyer, though. He's another PhD mm. now, but he was in Rad at Rad R. I played with him, yeah, 82, 83, mm. with Minuteman. Mm. Uh, they were in New York City, baby. Mm. Kind of like live school, kind of like Sonic Youth. Mm. And, man, when I... After the first prac, I was talking with him. You know, hey, you're doing a great job. And I recognize him, sort of. Because it's hard sometimes to remember people. Like, a writer came to my pad and opened up the yearbook. Who's he? Who's he? What's he doing? I can't remember him. It's terrible. It's so embarrassing. But that, I, there was something. And then, what? You don't remember? And like, oh, John, I'm sorry. And then I remembered totally. And he's great. And here he is conducting this piece. I got mm. to be my mom's sister went, Melinda went, oh, and uh, it was at the Disney mm. Center. This bluish kind of mm. thing downtown LA has just built. Gary designed mm. the building, mm. Frank here. And man, it was incredible, even with the fever. Mm. I remember, yeah, I worked with a guy, <laughs> Shane O'Brien, Pedro. Still at the end. Yeah, he was like. Yeah, I'm part of this. He brought his um, union book, you yeah. know, the Iron Worker book. Yeah. to have all the cats signed yeah, it. Yeah. It was a trip. I just met a guy who was part of it, a Czech guy named Camille, was at the gig in uh, Lowlands in Holland. It's a great thing. By doing that piece, you come together with a lot of cats. Well, because it. Bronca is a... Well, I mean, is it over Kingpin, or what, I shouldn't say Kingpin, but a crux, mm. a meeting point of a lot of different cats. Oh, that's how Lee and um, Thurston met, yeah. Yeah, and Thurston told me it was Kim's idea for him to play with. <laughs> Don't ever forget Kim. But, uh, yeah, Glenn, and I was talking, and get this, after that first practice, me and Glenn, uh, Glenn are talking, huh? And I told him, you know, we were talking about the Sonics and all this, and his music, his effect, and I said, hey, man, I just played with this band in Australia that uses some of your stuff. He goes, yeah. He said, yeah, they're called Goatee. <laughs> And he was like, whoa. He said, well, I put them scales out there. I put that stuff out there. I didn't try to hide anything. Yeah. 
So he'd probably be way wild to have you yeah, aboard. Yeah, he wants passionate people yeah. that will give the thing life. And yeah. it don't have to be an academic mm. thing. I mean, there's some work you got to put yeah, into absolutely. it to make it right. Yeah. Between the LA ones. A lot of organization with that many players. We, Reg, his wife, yeah. does a lot of that. Much respect and credit to her. But it's all the cats coming together to celebrate Dick Glenn's music, mm. which I think is a great thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's the power of music. I mean, we're all individuals, but the... The way, the way coming across on common ground that isn't like nationalistic or uh, racist or stupid shit mm. like that mm. and it's all together for an art and expression yeah. it's a righteous thing Absolutely. you know and it's and it's the biggest uh, show of free will in a way yeah. and not selfishness mm. because you all come together but not under some pseudo like phony magic wand that's gonna get rid of the wrong people you're yeah. just celebrating this thing yeah. so Glenn's work gets out there through the means of all these different thumbprints yeah absolutely you know so you guys you come over there and you bring your your thing to it man it'd be righteous yeah. Yeah. I hope uh, the this, this sketch I'll find out when the date is crossed we'll like but you know what it's been a real pleasure for you to have me on my have you on my <laughs> show <laughs> have me on your show no, Sam, and all the music you brought aboard, I wish you much success with the Go Team and with the, the 100 Pets. Thanks, and man. all these cats you got making music with you in Brighton yeah. and them They're and their own trips. Yeah. Yeah. They're even living with some of these cats. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> you know, the, the, the commune, yeah, totally. the compound, yeah. the collective. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're just yeah. going for it. And uh, be sure to send me more music because yeah. I'd like to get it happening. Thanks for having me. It's been a real honor. Thank okay. you. Thanks I got to so fly to Poland so I don't get to see you play tomorrow, but I get to see you in Valencia. This is it, yeah. We're going to hook up and you're going to come on stage again. Really? Yes. <laughs> we'll get you again. Oh, yeah. Day. We didn't get into that. But <laughs> good thing. I think I told them on the show after that experience. And uh, first one was a trip, too. The second one, I remember <laughs> Jamie showing me the corns and, and boss man, and, and I saw it going, and then I get up there and I just panic uh, and kick, just boom and right on. Get kicked off, man. Big charge. Yeah, it's rocking. Ah, ah. Anyway, love you much, Sam. Thank you very okay. much. Cheers, Mike. Okay, that's uh, June 23rd, 2007, Watford Pedro show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>